0: Spider-Man No Way Home is swinging back into theaters, but should you shell out some extra money to see it again, I have my review of the new cut right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my, well, it's not really a review of Spider-Man No Way Home because I've reviewed it a couple times already, but there is an alternate cut, I think you could call it, that's being released in theaters this weekend called Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff edition. And first and foremost, I think it's important to note that this is not what I would call a director's cut. This is not something that reveals a more extensive version of the movie or adds things that are of huge consequence that make you understand things better than you already did. This is essentially the same movie that so many people saw when it came out late last year and then going into this year, with a few extra scenes added here and there. Some people might call it a cash grab, I wouldn't actually call it that, because I do think the stuff that was added, or at least a lot of it, does add some at least entertainment value, so I can understand why there might be some motivation to putting this out there. But I do think, of course, that money probably plays a big part in it. One opportunity that I think Sony had with this film is to put out the poster that you know somebody in marketing had whipped up before the movie came out and really wanted them to put out because it's got all three Spider-Man on it. It's got all of the different characters in the movie, even the ones that you didn't know were going to be in it. You know that this was a mock-up that someone at Marvel had to fight someone at Sony not to put out. But I actually really like this poster because it has all three Spider-Man on it. But it's great to actually see some art for this movie that's able to reveal all three of them together. And I think that this may be the go-to for a lot of people that want to hang something from this movie up on their wall. One question that I'm sure a lot of people have is, how much was added? And it's being advertised as 11 minutes of new material. By my clock, it was closer to like 8 to 9 minutes. But I also think it's because they added some stuff, but then they would readjust other stuff in the movie to be shorter because there were parts of what they added that were in different parts of the movie. So I think that you're probably netting about nine extra minutes. A lot of that is stuff that's added to the movie itself. There's also a substitution at the end of the movie for the Doctor Strange end credit scene. You don't have that. You have a new end credit scene instead. But we're looking at about 10 minutes-ish of stuff that you haven't seen before. Now if you don't want to know anything about what was added, then I guess you can hop off right now because I am going to go through, I'm not going to list specific jokes because I think the surprise is part of why you would want to go see this cut, but I am going to run down a list of just some of the extra beats in the film that I noticed, so if you don't want to even know any of that, just know that I don't think that these additions make this a substantially different film, but I also don't think that it makes it a worse film. And if you like Spider-Man No Way Home, if you want to just have the chance to see it on a big screen with an audience again, or if you want to just see these little extra bits, then I say why not, especially because National Cinema Day is this weekend All movies on Saturday pretty much, especially with the major chains, are going to be 3 bucks. So if you have a free Saturday afternoon, you have $3, you want to see Spider-Man again, I say go ahead because this is not worse than the version that you've already seen, and you might get one or two extra things out of it. So for those of you that do want to know what was added, I went, I took my notebook, and I made a list of things that I noticed. Now it's very likely that I missed one or two things here or there, and I'm not going to list some things that are like a line here or a little beat there. These are just the larger additions to the film that I took note of while I was watching it. The movie starts with a brief intro from Tom Holland, Toby Maguire, and Andrew Garfield. They're not in a room together. They're each on Zoom, but they have a great chemistry, and so it is fun to see them just have any extra amount of hanging out together. Seeing Andrew Garfield on Zoom, though, did give me flashbacks to last year when the poor guy was stuck doing Zoom interviews for all of his like really critically acclaimed movies and had to keep denying that he was actually in this movie. I'm not the werewolf. I promise you I am not the werewolf. The first place where we get some substantial additions, meaning noticeable really, is in the interrogation scene after Peter's identity has been revealed. We get some cute references to the previous films. They add in some extra questions that Peter is being asked. The big thing that I noticed was added is the shot that was in one of the trailers of the short sleeves rolled up that set everybody's tongue wagging that Daredevil was in that scene, that those were Matt Murdock's arms. They're not Matt Murdock's arms arms. He's still in the movie in the same place that he is in the theatrical cut. But it was interesting to see that shot that I remembered specifically from the trailers because there was so much speculation around it. One scene that's not an addition, but a completely new thing added to the movie is a short one where Peter is fighting crime and he's lectured by a series of New Yorkers about putting his life on the line so often and just being a teenager, just being a high school student. And I thought this was a cute addition and showed the difficulties of Peter trying to do his everyday Spider-Man stuff, but now with everybody knowing who he is. The other little thing, connective tissue that this adds is you actually see the paint being thrown on him the green paint on his uniform in this scene instead of it being part of a montage and this is why I said they add some stuff for this cut but they also take some stuff out because that montage then plays out without seeing the cell phone version of Spider-Man getting the paint thrown on him you do kind of see a little bit how Marvel puts these puzzles together they take a scene out of the movie but still add part of it later on in the theatrical cut so you can understand why Spider-Man's trying to clean his uniform Peter going back to school has a couple of additions. There's a brief introductory segment from J. Jonah Jameson before we go to Betty Brant narrating the high school newscast. And then there's an additional scene added where Peter's in gym class and the students are goading him to climb up the wall in front of them, basically making him perform as Spider-Man for them. The biggest single chunk of the extra material in this cut is a series of scenes where Betty Brandt is interviewing different people at the school about Spider-Man. She interviews the teacher, she interviews Ned, she interviews Peter. I would say this is probably two to three minutes of the extra stuff that was added, but it's also the stuff that feels the most like it's just a deleted scene. It doesn't really add anything to the narrative of the film. It kind of stops Act One dead in its tracks It's the only thing that felt superfluous, as if it really was added just to pad out the time and make it a justification for putting this movie back out in theaters. The only thing that it really does in service of the story is add a little bit of background to the Statue of Liberty and set up for that finale, but the movie didn't need that, and it played perfectly well without it. So there is a kind of irony here that the biggest chunk of extra material added for this cut is also the stuff that I think worked the least. There's a recut sequence where Peter, MJ, and Ned are setting up shop in the Sanctum Santorum. There is a new montage that is cut to the song Monster Mash where Ned is trying to set things up and he keeps accidentally knocking stuff over and then Peter and MJ are looking at a model of the building that seems enchanted. Again, it doesn't add anything to the narrative. It's just extra beats, extra stuff, some extra laughs uh, that can be added to that part of the script, but I can see why it was taken out of the theatrical version. After Peter's first encounter with Electro and Sandman, we get an additional scene where J. Jonah Jameson talks to an electrical grid worker about all the damage that was done that's got some funny laugh lines. Again, not necessary, but funny. The arrival of Peter and all the supervillains to Happy's condo has been adjusted. There is one shot that's just a locked-off shot of all of them in an elevator together. I think it's a shot that's been used in a lot of the marketing to sell this cut because it's something that obviously was not in the theatrical version of the movie. And then we actually get one extra brief scene with Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I was kind of surprised, honestly, that they didn't use all the material that they shot with him. We saw in the theatrical cut that security cam footage of them all walking into Happy's condo. In this version we see Happy actually watching that footage on his phone as he's in a meeting with Daredevil and all of these different lawyers. It doesn't add anything again substantial to the plot, but it is interesting for me just from an editing perspective to see once again how Marvel assembles these films and how they can take a piece of a scene that you didn't even know was a piece of a scene and just throw it on screen in a different context and have it work. The third act of the movie is largely untouched. The biggest addition is an extension of the conversation between the three Peters as they're hanging out at the Statue of Liberty, waiting for the supervillains to show up. This was actually my favorite addition in the entire movie because it is just more of these three actors hanging out. There's not really a whole lot new that's talked about. We just extend those conversation threads that were already present in the theatrical version. There is, however, one joke from Andrew Garfield when they're talking about... Toby Maguire's organic web shooters that I thought was hilarious. I'm actually really shocked that it was cut out of the theatrical version of the film because I think people would have walked away thinking that was one of the best jokes in the entire movie. And so that was an addition where not only did I enjoy it, but I felt that was one of the few things that should have been in the theatrical cut of the movie. It's almost worth recommending the cut just for that joke in and of itself. The last big addition is a new post credit scene, as I mentioned, to replace the teaser for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The mid credit scene with Venom is intact. Nothing has been changed about that. This new post credit scene is a wrap up from Betty Brandt about the graduating seniors. This takes place after everybody's forgotten who Peter was. We basically see a bunch of videos and photos of the different students over their years in high school, and we see that anywhere where Peter was, he is somehow a obscured. Something is covering his face or he's absent from the picture or absent from the video and it does in a way explain how all of his friends could have forgotten he existed because any trace of his existence has now been altered. I think it was an interesting alternate In credit scene. I think if this had been the one that had been attached to the movie when it came out last year, then it may have been viewed as a bit of a disappointment, but here it's just interesting, and if it had been on the deleted scenes of the Blu-ray or the 4K, then I think that people would have thought it was an interesting addition, but maybe not something that had to be on the actual movie itself. These alternate cuts can be very hit or miss because a lot of times they will take a great movie and add so much that it's a movie that just doesn't work anymore. They're, they kind of spoil the magic by trying to add all of these different unnecessary touches. I don't really think that's what happens here. My biggest qualm was that Betty Brant interview stuff uh, in the first act of the movie, which I think hinders the progress, but other than that, the movie pretty much flows the same way. I'd actually re Spider-Man No Way Home not that long ago, and I wasn't getting antsy, I wasn't getting bored. Part of it's just because I really like this movie a lot, and it was great to see it back on the big screen again. If you're trying to decide whether you should shell out the cash or spend more of your time watching this in theaters, I would say do Don't go in expecting a completely different experience with this movie like you get with the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings movies, for example. Those are director's cuts that make meaningful additions that change the context of scenes that add whole subplots that's not what you're getting here with this more fun stuff edition. This is essentially the same movie, but at the same time, I don't know if this particular version will ever become commercially available. My experience with capitalism tells me that yes, it will be because Sony will see an opportunity to sell more Blu-rays and 4Ks of the film, but who knows if that's actually going to happen. So some of the stuff, there are no deleted scenes, for example, on the Blu-ray of Spider-Man No Way Home that I have. Some of the stuff may not be available to watch anytime soon. So this may be your only chance for a while to see some of this material. I would say that if you're curious about it, go ahead, why not? It's still a great movie in my opinion. If you loved it when it came out, then you are going to love it again. If you didn't care for it when it came out, there's not going to be stuff in this that's going to make you like the movie more. This is still one of my personal favorite Spider-Man movies, one of my personal favorite Marvel movies. And the chance to see it again was a welcome one for me. None of the additions did anything to hinder my enjoyment of the film, which to me means it was worth it. So those are my thoughts on the new cut of Spider-Man No Way Home, one of a few different movies that are out in theaters this weekend. There's also a re-release of Jaws that I am very excited to see. It's available on IMAX and it's available in 3D. I might go see it both ways. It's my favorite movie of all time. Are you heading out to the theaters this weekend? Are you excited about anything that you might be able to check out? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching me here on the channel. I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dan Merle. If you wanna see other stuff that we do, we do our monthly movie club. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. We'd love to have you come join us. But I also love that you choose to spend some of your day here with me. I'll be back very soon with more news, reviews, box office, you name it. Until then, stay safe and I'll see you next time. Bye.